Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast, where we discuss the gospel, freedom in Christ, and victorious Christianity. My name is Emily Lewis, and I am so honored that you are here. Sometimes Christianity can feel complicated or become heavy. I'm here to lighten that load. I pray that the chats had on this broadcast will empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. Today, I am jumping into talking about shame and condemnation and conviction and kind of the difference between those three things and then how we can find freedom from shame. So as I like to do often, let's start with the definition of this word to give us a good framework and so that we're all talking about the same thing. Merriam-Webster defines shame as a painful emotion caused by consciousness of guilt, shortcoming, or impropriety. So first off, shame doesn't sound terrible. And I think that's kind of the trick of shame is it masquerades as conviction or the consciousness of guilt when actually it's the painfulness that comes with consciousness of guilt or shortcoming. Like when we don't feel like we measure up in a certain area, uh, it could be something small like body image, or it could be something like how we're relating to God. But shame is the painful part. Shame is what's trying to keep us in bondage to that uh, consciousness because God doesn't deal with us with shame. Even though I used to act like he dealt with me by shaming me and tried to get me to do better by shaming me, he, he doesn't. And I think a lot of us are feeling that way, that he is shaming us to get us to do better, try better next time. I mean, we hear it sometimes in like our parenting and it comes out like, what were you thinking? Why would you, I can't believe you. And God doesn't do that to us. If we pay closer attention to what's actually going on when we are feeling guilty about a decision or a shortcoming, maybe it is a sin, something that we said that we shouldn't have. When that shame comes in or the conviction hits from the Holy Spirit, pay attention to how that interaction goes down. Because I guarantee you that God is not the one laying on the heavy burden. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. Jesus paid for all of our sin and he wants freedom for us, not a heavy burden. So pay attention to what's going on in a, a situation when you're feeling conviction or shame. Because the Holy Spirit will convict. And it's like a little, maybe a nudge. I feel like so much of the Holy Spirit's ministry is like little nudges, like pushing us pointing us in the right direction, but very gently. And it's like this nudge that says, Hey, you know, that wasn't right. And that's pretty much it. And 
that's what he does. And then shame comes in, our enemy comes in, our past comes in and we go, I cannot believe I did that again. Or I just can't get victory over this or, oh, you're right. I did it again. And we can feel this burden when actually conviction from God is calling us, like I already said, into freedom. Conviction doesn't want us to hide. Conviction wants us to just admit it so that we can move on. And in our parenting, I went to God once and I said, I am so tired of feeling like I'm shaming my kids when they mess up. Like, why did you hit your sister again? Why would you? And those shame kind of phrases. And I said, God, I don't want to be doing this. Like, how can I break free from this kind of language with my little girls? Because I don't want to teach them patterns of shame. I want to teach them how to, you know, break free from those cycles and not speak those kind of words that just perpetuate doing it again. And what he met me with was when you mess up, I treat it like the first time you've ever done it. And it's so true. If we're actually aware of what the voices in our head, I guess you could say, he is saying, hey, you did it. And that's it. And calling us to repent of it, change our mind, and then move forward. He doesn't want us to sit in that failure or that mistake. He wants us to move past it. And he does it ever so gently. And we can do the same with ourselves. It's not just about not shaming others. It's about not shaming ourselves and not letting the enemy play that game in our mind by putting the burden on us that we aren't going to ever get this figured out. See, shame condemns us and shame keeps you in a negative cycle. And shame makes you feel unworthy. Like you aren't worthy of kindness or you aren't worthy of love when clearly Jesus says that you are. And because of the gospel, we can walk in freedom. Jesus despised the shame, but he still went to the cross. He took our shame and he took the consequence, that painfulness. I was talking about when it comes to shame, the painful emotion caused by the our awareness. He took that pain and died to redeem it. And he willingly took it on himself so that we don't have to feel that anymore because he wants to give us an abundant life and he wants us to live in victory over our sin and not feel crushed by, oh man, I did it again. So the solution to, to overcoming shame, I just want to jump right to it. We're not at the end of the episode yet, but the solution is vulnerability. That's how Brene Brown would say it. It's when you get something out in the open, it no longer has power over you. It no longer can make you feel less than or 
worse than someone else. So when we admit where we're struggling, that vulnerability, that's where the true freedom is. So that could be with a friend or a loved one and saying, Hey, this is, this is what I'm struggling with this, um, addiction, or we could just, uh, apologize for harsh words that we used. And then we can get that into the light and overcome it because God wants into your struggle. So often we feel like hiding our less than qualities from him because we love him and we want to honor him, but he wants in on everything. Jesus died for those struggles and he's already aware of where we have fallen short. So when we acknowledge that he already knows and acknowledge that we have done wrong, it it's not shame. It's actually letting shame go by letting in the light and finding freedom in saying this no longer has power over me. I'm no longer going to let this hide in the shadows and act like it's okay. Because shame is a whole lot bigger than I ever gave it credit. I didn't realize how pervasive it really is in our society, in marketing, in advertisement, in the way that we talk to one another and allow that burden to just stay resting on our shoulders. And this matters so much because it impacts how you relate to God and how you relate to others. Shame makes you want to hide and shame also makes you view others as your judge. So you hide it, a shortcoming or something that you are genuinely guilty for. You hide those things because you're afraid of what people will say. You're afraid of their judgment on you. And the same thing is true with God. If we're only viewing him as our judge and jury, then we're going to hide things from him. Like, well, I'm not going to let you in on this one, or I'm not going to openly repent of that. I'm not going to confess that that happened in my life because we, we won't when we think God is just going to bring the hammer down and go, yep, you're guilty and give us a sentence back again to the gospel. Jesus took our sentence on himself. So the judge isn't going to come down harshly on us because the payment's already been made for whatever we're dealing with in our life that feels like shame wants to weigh down on us. One way that we can stop carrying shame around is reframing who God is to us. He's not only our judge. Yes, he is our judge, but we can't handle his judgment. And that's why Jesus stepped in. He is also loving. He is our kind heavenly father. He is faithful. He says he will never leave us nor forsake us. Nothing is too big for him. And he can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. And that even comes to whatever we're struggling with, something that we can't quite overcome yet. When we see him in, 
in the big picture, balanced view of who God is, it can change so much. And it will also change our relationship with shame because we're not afraid of letting him into that because it can be a fearful thing, not knowing how someone's going to react because you really don't know how a loved one is going to act. They might judge you. A friend might not want to associate with you, or it could be one of those very big things. But with God, we know that's not the case because of such beautiful promises that he left us. So this battle really is in our minds. Our enemy is the accuser, right? He accuses us to God, but he also accuses us to ourselves. The voice that might say, I can't believe you would ever, or I can't believe you did this again. Those kind of thoughts are from our enemy. And that's why we have to take those thoughts captive, recognize where they're coming from, because they're not coming from God. They're not his messengers to straighten us out. They're the enemy attacking our mind and trying to get us living in defeat, living in the past and feeling like we can't move forward when we really can move forward. And even if you do the same thing again, it doesn't have to define where you're headed. You can be moving forward, have something similar happen, and know that you're still further down the road. You're not stuck in the same spot. You're getting out of that cycle of doing the same thing and letting shame keep you in bondage and keep you stuck because you can totally move past it. So the biggest thing to remember is that God wants to see you. You are fully known. He fully sees everything that you do, everything that you are, and he still loves you and he still wants to spend time with you. Let that inform your life. Every single time I sit in that truth, it changes my outlook on everything. It makes me feel like I could do anything because he's on my side. He's with me. He loves me. Even though he knows every thought I've ever thought and everything I've ever done, he wants to be with me. And he was willing to do so much to make that happen. He was willing to die and take the shame on himself so that that relationship could be restored. Like that's so amazing. (laughs) Remember how he sees you and he sees you in Jesus And that's why he can fully love you and fully know you. Because when he looks at you, he sees Jesus covering you, covering everything. He is not looking at your mess ups. He's not looking at your blemishes. He's not looking at your shortcomings. And he does not want to put you under that guilt anymore because it has already been paid. You can walk forward in freedom. And you can walk forward remembering Romans 6.14 that says, sin has no dominion over me. None. It doesn't say it shouldn't have dominion over you or it might not. It does not have dominion over you. You can walk forward in victory as an overcomer in freedom because shame does not have a hold on your life whatsoever. So in conclusion, shame and conviction are not the same thing. God does not use shame to motivate you to do better. He uses his love to motivate you to do better. 
Remember who you are in Christ and remember that God is kind and not only your judge and Jesus took all of your judgment. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love it if you would share this podcast with a friend or take 30 seconds and write a rating and a review on Apple for the Abundant Grace Podcast. It really does a world of difference to get the encouragement and information shared here into the ears of others like yourself. I would also love to hear what your thoughts on today's episode were, what landed for you, what is standing out and what is helping you move forward in your walk with Jesus. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's Emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S dot com. And until next time, remember that God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.